think we are live with Nick Harlan. Thank you for being on, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Um, let's see here. We had uh, a little uh, scheduling mishap, so we are ready to roll now. I've been digging deeper, and um, I'm and you've been uh, busy in the garage, so I'm interested to hear about this uh, mini and uh, and your story for sure. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's been, been a pretty chaotic couple of weeks, really. Um, yeah, it's it's just madness. Um, I work full time, so like you know what it's like. Every every kind of waking minute you get that you're not at work, you're you're spending it on the cars or in the garage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've been um, itching to kind of, I mean, there's probably a, a million things I could be doing out there, but because I don't have all the parts for like the big project right now for me, I've just been procrastinating. I haven't stepped foot in the garage in a while. I was in there maybe a few weeks back because uh, one of my buddies came and bought some parts and I tinkered for like 10 minutes and left. But like, <laughs> I want, I like to like accumulate all everything I need and then just like do it nonstop. I, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm weird, but uh, I, I, yeah, I feel opposite. you. I'm the opposite. I I tend to just sneak out. My garage is just at the side of my house, and yeah. so I, I tend to kind of sneak out there. And if I don't have anything to do, I can find something to do. So yeah, there's always there's always parts to be taken apart. There's always garage tidying up to happen. You know, yeah. and like so that's always good. Hundred percent. No, I I should do it, but you know, I always said like because um, when I first started. Uh, working on my my mini I had just like a driveway um, out in the elements so it was you know I lived in Hawaii at the time so it rains often there so you know it'd start raining so I had like this uh, pop-up tent and it was like a pain in the butt and then when we moved I got a one-car garage I was like I'm gonna be out there all the time but it slowly filled up and now I have two minis in there and parts and stuff like that so like when i go out to work i have to like roll the one shell out and kind of so so i can move around and even work so it's kind of a pain in the butt and i need to i like have to like go out there and get organized before i can even go and tinker so it's like that's why i've kind of gotten to this habit so i keep telling myself that but i i'm making excuses for sure yeah before we had and before we had our garage at our house here we used to have our our car stored in our like an industrial unit and we paid yeah um but it was very much the same there we had like three or four cars there and every time you went out you had to move one car to get to the next car to then start doing work you'd probably spend like half the time you were there like organizing and yeah by the time you'd done that you're like it's time to go or i'd 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 normally have my kids with me and and they would get bored and they'd they'd want lunch and stuff and but you'd spend maybe five or six hours there and you'd maybe get like an hour's worth of work. Then. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah. Yeah. So, cause like right now my engine's out, so I have to kind of roll the shell and kind of get like able to f- like work on it and fix it and, you know, tinker with it. So it's like, uh, it's kind of a pain in the butt, but, uh, I could make it happen for sure. I just, um, you know, lazy. That's what it's about, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nick, thank you for being on. Um, you know, you reached out. I think 
correct me if I'm wrong. I think you uh, reached out. You said you've stumbled upon the podcast, and I love to hear the story. You, f- you found the podcast, started listening, but it introduced me to you and new stuff, and yeah. I'm ready to learn. I'm on to hear your story. Um, everyone, uh, go follow Nick on Instagram. Uh, Gimme Fuel Garage, and um, he's been posting some some awesome content. We'll get into it in a little bit here about um, kind of what you're building and how many minis you have and all that jazz. But kind of give me a the background. How did you get into minis? And it seems like you kind of uh, at least have had a few eclectic minis. Um, uh, you know, kind of give me the rundown of it. Well, yeah, um, you, you, you've kind of got a story here. This is. Um, quite a long one. Um, I started out when I was probably maybe 13 um, and a, a, a friend I used to hang about with his uncle had a garage called the Moggy Factory um, and you know at 13 you don't know what cars are, you're just going to go out on your bike constantly playing and stuff and um, yeah we, we stumbled upon his garage and um, had some mad notion at the age of 13 to buy a Mini because um, his uncle worked on them Um and yeah, I, I used to, I pestered my, the life out of my parents to buy me one um, and I would pay them back with paper money and paper round money and all sorts of stuff. Um, and it took a couple of years to kind of um, to come to fruition. Um, at the age of 15, I managed to get my parents to buy me my first mini and um, I paid them back um, through various jobs and stuff that I was doing at the time. Um, yeah, so that sat on the driveway me tinkering away until I was old enough to drive um, and uh, yeah it was a, a B plate 998 um, that was offered but it was a, a girl in my school at the time and um, her dad and his friend had restored a mini for his, for his her dad's friend's daughter um, and when they finished it she didn't want to drive it so <laughs> Um, yeah, she she basically said, "Oh, I hear you're into minis. With my my dad's got this one he's been working on." And um, quite a long story short, I ended up going to see it with my mum and my dad, and um, I think it was actually the first instance of my dad ever driving a mini. I was driving it driving it home after we bought it, and um, yeah, I think it scared the life out of him driving down driving on the motorway with trucks with the wheels, you know, this this high. Yeah. Sitting beside you and stuff, and right by your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was my first mini. Um, I'd, I've had lots of minis, um, probably more than I can count. Um, in the sense of ones that I've had that have been projects and not came to fruition, and, and then I've got rid of them before completing them, or you know stuff like that. But um, fast forward a couple of years later, um, I had a 1991 Cooper that um, um, I put it just after after being in an accident with one of my other cars and um, it, it was basically getting worked on. So we had done like a kind of min- a minor restoration on it. It had had uh, a respray in red metallic, red metallic um, gl- metal flake paint on the body um, and then it had a black roof with black metal flake in the, the roof. So it was kind of kind of an unusual looking car, um, and while while I was restoring that, um, I we were on the like um, the forums back when forums were a thing. You know now that <laughs> now that Facebook and Instagram and stuff have taken over, forums have disappeared. But, right. Um, 
yeah, we we used to, I used to um, populate a, a forum called Scottish Mini, um, and I was a member of a, a club called the Mini Clan, um, and yeah, uh, as I was restoring that, um, there was another person on the forum who was restoring restoring her car at the same time. Um, she was restoring it with her partner at the time, and the deal was that we would both finish our cars. And when they were finished, we'd do like a commemorative run, mm-hmm. just to celebrate that the two cars were finished. And we'd organise to get a few of the other cars from the club involved and stuff, and do like a kind of nice run. Um, so yeah, f- fast forward a little bit more. Uh, that run didn't happen um, <laughs> because my car, I ended up restoring, um, and then. Straight after me restoring it, I went on a, an international like a run from from Scotland to Ireland. We did what they call the Morelli's ice cream run, uh-huh. which is a bit like a kind of Italian job, kind of like a shortened Italian job kind of thing. Um, done by um, I think is it Causeway Side Causeway Side Club? Is it Causeway Side Irish Mini Club? Um, and I went over there with a bunch of friends. Um. And uh, that kind of, you know, that weekend kind of solidified the fact that I hadn't restored my car properly. It had broke down quite a few times. Um, I, I actually bumped into a car. I bumped into a car at a roundabout before getting to the ferry on the way there. It was just a disaster. It was an honest disaster. Good, One thing after run. another. Great, great run. Um, with good people and stuff, but... Yeah, it just solidified the fact that my car wasn't finished the way it should have been finished. And um, I then went looking for another Mini, um, which I, I currently have now, I still have, um, which I've been restoring from my bare shell. Um, she's called Beryl. She's a, an 850. Um, so, yeah, I, I touched base on the fact that this person in the, the, the other in the club was uh, restoring her car at the same time. Um, and we basically touched base again after the cars were completed. Um, she wasn't with her man at the time and I wasn't with my partner at the time. And we kind of got together. So um, we're now married with two kids. And, mini uh, love. And, and lots of minis. <sighs> that's yeah. uh hey that's dangerous you guys are gonna accumulate so many minis <laughs> um if you'll have seen my um george he's the kind of the black tulip mini on on instagram uh-huh. um, pso170w that's that's george that's my wife debbie's mini okay that, that was actually the car that she was restoring when um we first met um he wasn't like that when uh, we first met. We we restored them together, made them into that car. Um, he originally was um, Eric, when she restored them. He was Erica Violet, uh, like a seventies Porsche pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when we restored them, we kind of revised plans and stuff, and wanted to do something really tasteful and kind of classy, and we went for a kind of more seventies um, style look. So that's him. He's finished. Um, yeah, um, as I say, but the, the whole mini family thing. My my son and my daughter are actually named after minis. I've got uh, my my I say my little boy. He's 
He's nearly 16. He's Cooper. Oh. Um, and I've got a daughter who's 11, uh, and she's Rose after uh, the 1989 Mini Rose, special edition Mini Rose. Wow, I love it. We, we used to own one of those as well. We had a Mini Rose um, for a short time, and we sold it to, to Debbie's brother. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, um, where, do, where do I where do I go? Oh, you'll have to excuse my cat crossing the camera. <laughs> I apologize. That's okay. You might um, hear my uh, bulldog snoring in the corner across the way here. <laughs> bulldogs are cool. Bulldogs are cool. Uh, yeah, he's a rowdy um, one. Um, yeah, so that took us up to getting Beryl. Uh, Beryl was a she's a seventy nine eight fifty. Um, I while having Ruby the 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 91 Cooper, um, I just, I'd fell out of love with her after restoring her. Um, I had no trust in her. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just with the things that happened, I was like, I, 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 I loved the car. I loved the process of building her and stuff, but I just didn't have any faith in her. Um, we're breaking down and things. And, and I had I had found the 79850 um, Beryl, and she was completely bone stock. She had 24,000 miles on her. Um, and she'd had like two owners, so she was um, she was like a new love. I basically just drove her everywhere um, after I got MOT'd, and Ruby just sat in the driveway until I, I I plucked up the courage to sell her. So um, while I was driving Ruby one day with a, a bunch of people from the club, we went to take some pictures um, down at the seafront, um, where we locally well, it was actually about thirty or forty miles away from where we stayed, just for just for a Sunday afternoon run. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a, a kind of country road ro- drive on the way home, and there was um, I was followed by a couple of followed by a couple of my um, friends, and um, yeah, I was involved in an accident. Then one of my friends were kind of following me around the corner. We're going a little bit too quick. And um, bumped into the back of me and pushed me off the road. Oh, no. So, Beryl had, she was about half the size that she should she, she should have been. And she, uh, well, my, my friend was driving a 1999 sports pack. And as he hit me, I was, I, what it was, was I was going around the corner a bit too quick. And the car started to slide out as if I was going to go off the road. Right. He was doing the exact same thing. So as he did the same thing, he bumped into the back of me and pushed me off the road. Oh no! So we it crushed the boot, the back panel, the fuel tank, um, blew out the back window, um, bent the rear seat squab and stuff. So the car was pretty bad. Um, luckily enough, me and the passenger were all good. No, nobody was hurt in the accident. That's good. Um, but it 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 basically. Um, it forced me at the time I was only a student I didn't have any money and I couldn't re- couldn't restore the car mm-hmm. um, so I moved the car on um, I sold it on to somebody else and um, yeah um, always regretted selling her always it's, it's one of those cars where um, she was like just one of those ones that you really shouldn't have never got rid of right one of those ones I had a connection with the car that I just I, it was just too good Um so, fast forward a couple of years again, uh, we, we, myself and my wife are living together, um, start the family and stuff like that, we had a bit more money, a bit, 
you know, better paid jobs and stuff. We'd put ourselves for university and stuff. So I'd always, in the back of my mind, had that niggling, niggling thing that I wanted to get Beryl back and if I could ever find her. So we ended up, um, I knew the person who bought it had sold it on. Um, and the plan for the car was supposed to be that it was going to get turned into a stock racer, like a stock car. Yeah. Um, and it, it ate me up. Um, I managed to persuade the person who had it to sell it back to me. So I got the car back in, I would say, the same condition I sold it, albeit it was about 10 years, 10 years worth of um, rust that had grown on the car. Oh no! It, so it it had been parked up at the back of the garage, like a like a workshop, and it had been put under a tarp, and right. it was in a sorry state. Um, I think I put a picture up on Instagram last week of it's the um, yellow one, right? Yeah, my little boy hanging out the window. Yep, yep, yep. That was that was that was the time I bought her back. Um, she had no front end; it was barely held on. Uh, the back end still had all the damage on it. The cells, the floor was shot. You know, it was such a shame because the the eight fifty still only had like twenty four thousand, twenty five thousand miles on it. Oh wow! So the body just let it down, basically. Um, so therein started the restoration. Um, and I managed to get uh, a nineteen eighty shell that um, my friend had. Um, and he, what he was doing was he had picked up a new old stock Rover shell. So he was, he was the the shell that I picked up. It wasn't in the best of condition. It was rusty. It didn't have a front end, um, and the sills were shot and stuff on it. So for him, for his, for it was best for him at the time to to use this new old stock new old stock Rover shell that he was building. Um, so I was like, well. I needed I needed a, a like a seventy nine eighty shell that I thought that I could use to start with my start barrels rebuild, right? And at the time I was like, that's probably as close as I'm going to get to being like the same shell, if you know what I mean, like the same age shell. Yeah, and it's quite a big thing in the UK for folk to do like ringers and stuff, and you know, for folk to say that you know they they buy a new shell and turn it into an old car or buy a, you know make it a lot older than it actually is and stuff but right um so yeah i started with an 80 shell um that had no front end on it um and that that car that shell sat for seven years while we were messing about with other minis and rebuilding george and um doing other bits and pieces um yeah i, I knew that i had her and it was just a case of it you know time it's time will come you know like um, save up parts, save up money, and then um, get stuck in. So, yeah, um, that Bez's Bez's rebuild only really started, um, probably about maybe say about two years ago. Um, it looks we, like it's coming along really well. Like it's um, what is it ready for paint? It's thereabouts. Yeah, I, I I'm at a stage with better where I need to prep and paint the inside. Um, and then I can turn to the outside because I've done the full floor. I did. She had a full boot floor. Um, she had door steps. She had um, repairs to the heel board, the full floor. Um, that was in and out of sills. She had the door bins, uh, the rear seat squab, 
um, and then from the scuttle forward. So she had like um, the scuttle repairs. Fat no, it was a full heritage scuttle. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know the under pieces, the full front end, um, front panel. Excuse me. Um, yeah, um, that that was a process and a half in the sense of. I had welded and stuff before, and I'd done bits and pieces, but nothing to that degree. Um, so, like, to, to bring it back to what you're doing with your podcast and the community, um, I have to thank a lot of people um, about, you know, for, for getting me into the position where I was able to do that. Um, there were some people on YouTube that I basically reached out and, and contacted, and I, I binge-watched their episodes of them restoring their minis on their driveways. Yeah. Um, and it gave me the courage to then say, right, well, if they can do it with a, with a 300 pound welder, I can do it, you know, like, yeah, you know, yep. that's how it was. Um, you know, I, I was like, I'll invest in a grinder. I'll invest in a spot welder and I'll do, you know, I'll teach myself how to do it as best I can. Um, and also, you know, um, if these guys can do it, I can do it. So, uh, Mark Simpson from Simpsons Classics. I don't know if you'll have seen him. Yep. In his stuff. Um, I pretty much through through lockdown, we kind of pretty much binge watched like all of his back catalogue. Um, he's done a really cool um, set of episodes with a budget clubman. So he was rebuilding a clubman on a, I think it was fifteen hundred pound budget. Um, and he does door skins. He does doorsteps and. You know, he did he did all of the bits that I was doing and I just kinda was able to sit and watch him and then kinda pull bits out of it and say, Right, that's how I do that and refer back to the video when I was doing it myself. So yeah, the mini community is really good in the UK. Um, especially with stuff like like if you've never done, you know, uh, rust repairs or panel replacements and stuff like that, there are so many people and so many groups that are really, really helpful for being able to do that. Do you guys have that in the States, like that kind of, you know, the kind of groups of people like that? Um, I, th- I mean, obviously the biggest one for us in the United States is uh, Cole from Classic Mini DIY. Um, you know, he does a fantastic job. He hasn't done a ton from my recollection of like panel replacements. He hasn't done a lot of that stuff, but he's pretty much done everything else (laughs) that you could do to a mini in terms of mechanical brakes, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, I'm the same as you when I was doing my mini, I had to replace a couple panels and, um, you know, I went down the rabbit hole of YouTube and watched a ton of UK guys. Um, you know, doing the same stuff, like you said, you know, going out getting the welder and, and just, having a go at it and um, it was very helpful and there's a lot of great information um, between YouTube the forums uh, you know the, the manuals and everything and you know what can I do it better this time around probably but <laughs> yeah. um, you know it works and it, it's uh, my car's not definitely not a show car but yours uh, at least from the pictures looks fantastic very very proper well done so yeah, thank you very much. It was one of those things where I've done rust repairs and things before, and you know my yeah. whole ethos with Beryl was this car's not ever going to leave me. This, you know, this will leave me when I pass, and it goes to my kids. Like that's mm-hmm. the ethos I have with it. So everything I've tried to do, and I've tried to do not only to the best of my ability, but with the best quality. And 
you know, like if I rather than put a, pa- a patch in something, I would replace the panel and I'd do the panel the way, you know, it was supposed to be done, like BMC would do it, and you know, just so that I I, I was able to do it to the you know the best to, to the best standard in, in that sense, and I'd rather just sit and wait and, and spend a bit more money on the heritage panels and you know because the fit and the finish and the quality of the metals better. Yeah. Um, that's something I definitely noticed. That's definitely a lesson I've learned. Some of the panels that I've got that weren't heritage were fine, and some just are garbage, and they just don't fit at all. <laughs> so it's kind of the the luck of the draw, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah you, I definitely learned that lesson. Do you guys um, you'll have, you'll know of um, oh just the the name of the companies just disappeared off the top of my head. A panel company. Yeah. No, sorry, my wife's shooting in the background. Um, I don't know. I just buy mine from whatever you know, mini spares or mini sport or something like that. I don't necessarily. There's there's a company down south basically who have all of um, Rover and BMC's old tooling. Mm. Um, and what they do is they reproduce panels that weren't necessarily that um that aren't necessarily readily available like. Um, when I had my Mark One, um, they would take a, a later front panel and make it into a Mark One with the full skirts, hmm. um, and then they had the ability to move, you know, like to, to basically make them into reproduction Mark One panels. Um, Interesting. Um, I will find the link for you and I'll send it to you because I know with your with your Cooper S, you'll you'll want all of these. Yeah, yeah, I need a few panels. Um... So, yeah, I'd be interested to see that. They're really well known. I just, for the life of me off the top of my head, I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, they, they tend to ship worldwide, and, um, yeah, they're, they're actually relatively decent priced as well. Um, but I went there for my full for my full floor, um, or repairs. Um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, I mean, most... Um, I feel like majority of mini parts companies now ship worldwide. I feel like that's one thing that we're really lucky with um, the classic mini is that these parts companies do such a good job with, you know, all right. Yeah. Maybe there's some parts, some, some newer rubber and stuff like that. That's not, not the best, but uh, for the most part, I feel like they do a great job with remanufacturing some of these parts and, and getting them out to and keeping these minis on the road. Yeah. And the name of the company is M machine. Oh, M Machine. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of them. Yeah, I've heard of them. Uh, it's 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 crazy because the little lady who you phone, when you phone them, you always get Doris on the phone. Uh, <laughs> she is the nicest, most helpful lady on the planet. I swear, she's she's brilliant. Um, if there's I a, love it. You know, like she's she's really really knowledgeable too. So like, if you've got say you've got like a seventy nine eight fifteen, I, I was talking to her about the floors and stuff and. She was like, oh, there's an eight-week lead time for the floors, but if you want the one for your car that's only got, you know, it should have three flutes and this, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> you knew exactly what she was talking about. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she knows more than uh, most people probably. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. So tell me a little bit about um, about the uh, your other project that you got got going on, I've never heard of this until until you. Um, and I feel like recently with the podcast, I've heard a few new um, 
kind of mini kit variants that I've never heard of. Um, and I know there's, you know, quite a few out there that uh, yeah. are interesting. So tell me about this. So I have uh, a Phoenix Estate. Um, it basically, from a from a little bit afar, it looks like a Clubman Estate. Um, it's basically a full fiberglass body um, that was sold as a like a replacement body in the in the eighties by the Phoenix Motor Company. Um, the 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 refos was around about that time. You know, these seventies minis were basically getting really ropey and rusty and stuff. And what they offered was a fiberglass replacement body, which you could take all of your running gear off. So. It, it takes many subframes, it takes an engine, it takes many interior, um, takes many glass, um, the most part. And there are some bits on many bits, many bits on it. But yeah, they, they pretty much advertised it as uh, like a fiberglass replacement for your Mini. Um, it's got a one-piece hatch on the back of it, so not like your, not like your typical Clubman Estate that's got barn doors on it. Uh, this has like a one-piece hatch that lifts. Um, the yeah, it's it's mine is mine's a twelve seventy-five. I bought it from a a lovely gentleman called Neil um, down down um, near Manchester. Um, he used to drive it everywhere. He drove it to Poland, uh, Poland um, on the continent. Um, it was set up so that it had like twin batteries and. Lots of different touring things that that um, that Neil had had kind of um, built into the car. Wow. Um, Neil was Neil's Neil's a I would say he's pushing on in age. I think he's maybe nearly ninety. Um, so when I saw when I bought the Phoenix off him, he had, he was telling me how he had um, he was giving up uh, tinkering on cars and rolling a bit the floor is what he said. So um, he pretty much. Um, was stopping working on minis. He does have a he had a sixty one traveler that he's he was keeping, but he he basically said that that was going to be for his daughter. I think so. So yeah, my Phoenix when I purchased it um, mechanically was a hundred percent. It's all sound. Um, Neil basically made sure that everything on it was covered in this crazy wax stuff. That um, he actually he phoned me a couple of weeks ago and told me what this stuff was. It's like tar. It's horrible stuff, but it keeps everything, like every single nut and bolt that I've ever taken off of that car has come off without any problems. <laughs> it's like perfect. And I know, it's crazy. Um, but he actually, he, he let me into the secret of what it actually was. He met, a, he used to work for uh, the telecoms industry uh, back uh -huh. in the day. He says he used to talk to people who, um, they would work out on doing like the electrical cables, the cables of pylons you know okay. like overhead cables yep um and they, what they used to do is in order to stop them rusting they used to heat up it was like a vat of um like a like a grease um and it used to stay on and it would it would stay like sticky but not dry out over time obviously because it's not something that you want to go up and repaint every time and um, right so he managed to steal a, a, a bucket of that and that's what on the Phoenix, it's horrible, nasty stuff, but it, it does the trick. And it's, it's so no one else probably has that on their car in the world except for you. <laughs> and every night and bolt I take off, it sticks to my hands, and 
Oh. <laughs> well, at least you're not going to like take the bolt off and it's going to drop down in the the black hole of the engine bay. It's just going to stick to your finger or the yeah. socket. <laughs> yeah. That's well, funny. So my Phoenix just now has gone, I would say it was supposed to have just had a quick spray, um, but it ended up being, it's been, I think it's been about three months now since I decided to roll it into the garage and start taking the, the car apart to... Um, to go over the bodywork on it, um, I like like with Pero, you know, it was I've never painted a car before, so I consulted YouTube and um, spoke to Mark Simpson and spoke to a few people about how to to go through the bodywork stage and um, yeah, it it's it snowballed to the point where I was enlisting a friend who works in a body shop to dolphin glaze the roof and it's had about twenty layers of primer filler primer um. And now that I've painted it, which we managed to do in the garage, um, it's now been flattened and polished, which this weekend has finally been done. And I managed to get some bits back in the car. So It's looking good. What color did you paint it? It looks like a dark blue or like with a little bit of a purpley tint to it. Yeah, it's when I bought the car, it came with a load of paperwork and a load of history. So I've okay. got, um, which is really, really unusual in the sense that these cars are kit cars, so that they don't necessarily have things like history with them or you know stuff right. like that. But when I purchased the car from Neil, he had a carrier bag, a Tesco bag full of receipts and stuff, and he says, "Oh, there's some paperwork with it. Have a look through that." And for me, that's that's like gold dust. Um, yeah. All of the stuff that came with it, it had the original letter from Neil Hauser, who is the was the managing director of Phoenix Motor Company, to Dang. the customer who was purchasing it. Um, with like, a, super like cool. a, a typewritten, you know, like a, a, a letter written from him on a typewriter, um, thanking the person, the, the lady, for ordering the vehicle. And um, I've got the order sheet where they picked out the spec that they wanted in it. Um, I've got um, like the build sheets, the diaries, um, all of the paperwork, the advertisements and stuff that came with the car. Um, so the paint code that's actually been used is is Eclipse Blue, which is the color the car was originally ordered in. Um, that's that, that's how I knew it because it came with all of the paperwork. So it's um, it's like a, an unusual kind of blue color um, in the sense that I don't I don't necessarily see too many of them painted that color. Yeah, it's really nice. It is a BMC um, color called Eclipse Blue. So oh, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I mean, at least I'm sure it looks different in person, but from the pictures, it, it definitely looks like a nice, deep, dark blue with like maybe a little bit of a purpley hue to it. Um, it really suits the car. Um, yeah. It's a it's an interesting car, like you said, uh, from the front um, or from far away, it looks like a, a Clubman Estate. And then you kind of see the roof line kind of like almost swoops up a little bit and then you get to the back and you're like, Whoa, what the, <laughs> um, but so many people yeah. think that there's a, there's a car in the UK called a Reliant kitten, which uh -huh. is a more kind of, you know, like the, you'll have seen the, the three wheelers that go around like Robin Reliance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Reliant kitten is basically like a four wheel, four wheel version of that. Okay. Um, and they look very similar from the back in the sense that they have that kind of one piece tailgate. And so right. many people think that they're they're um, reliant kittens, or until they see the front and they go, "Hang on a minute," you know. It kind of um, reminds me of like a little mini Volvo back. 
<laughs> it's strange, yeah. But yeah, it's cool. Weirdly, it's fun though. It it's got so much room in it. Like the back seats fold flat as well, uh-huh. so it basically turns it into like a van. So you know, I can I can fit loads of stuff in the back of it when you know if I need to go and do like a landfill run or you know anything that's got to go out. You know anything big that can get chucked in the back of there. So yeah. I was just speaking with um, Julie from Crafty Van, and she was saying, oh, the minis are so practical. And I was like, what? And then I was like, well, I guess, you know, she has a um, she has a, uh, a minivan, and it's like, yeah, they do have, you know, quite a bit of room, I guess. You know, it's, it's not as big as modern-day cars, but you can fit anything you need and f- f- four people in the car if you needed to, but uh, it does have quite a bit of room. I've always been amazed that just this year, for the size of the vehicles, for the size of minis, you know, actually how much space is inside them. Like when you sit yeah. in a mini, because there's no kind of plastics and there's no dashboard and, you know, there's no, like lots of like built-in bits, it, 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 you have so much more space inside the car than you would expect to have. Yeah. It's, it's at, really- at like car shows or meets or whatever, and I every single time without without fail i have somebody come up and like oh i'd never fit in that or it's so small and and outside of my bucket seats i'm like no no go sit in it like i guarantee you'll fit like it's a lot roomy and they get inside they're like oh shit like <laughs> it yeah. actually is quite it's like deceiving yeah. um it's well, it, but, used- yeah my bucket seats are a little snug on most people but other than that the inside of the car isn't yeah, they're, they're, they're a lot bigger than people think, for sure. We used to have, um, we had a, a 14-year-old German, German Shepherd. Uh-huh. Uh, and German Shepherds aren't small dogs. Um, no. And he used to just, like, like you'd tip the seat forward and he would sneak in the, in the back of the seat and he would own the back seat. But there was loads of space for him in there. Like, it was really cool. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, that'd be a cool little hauler for the family, family truckster with the dog in the back. and. <laughs> Yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, Gimme Fuel Garage. Is it just kind of your personal brand that you're starting, doing kind of documenting your your projects and on YouTube and things like that? Yeah. Well, Gimme Fuel Garage started basically because um, I was. It was the same. I would spoke to DB Mini from from YouTube. I'd spoke to mm-hmm. Simpsons Garage, um, and as I was working on my projects alongside them, what they were working on, they were like, Oh, you need to video it. You need to get this online. And you, yeah. know, you need to, you need to document your journey with, with stuff that you've been doing. And, um, it kind of, it, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's hard work. I haven't put a video up in a long time because I, I, you spend so much time filming it and thinking about what you're filming. And then, you know, if you say something wrong, you have to do it again. And you know, it's, it's, yep. it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Um, but yeah. yeah, I dabbled in YouTube for a little bit. Um, and, and I like, I like making videos and stuff, but like you said, it's, it's a lot of planning, a lot of work. And my intention was to video everything I did, um, for my mini and kind of bring it to its glory, but I never did. It was just, it's, you get rolling, working on the car and you're like, wait, I haven't filmed anything. So it's like either a time lapse or nothing. <laughs> so um but yeah no i commend everyone that does youtube it's like i love watching it i love watching the restorations and the projects and whatever it is but it's definitely difficult um you know you got to be passionate about it for sure yeah i mean i i I plan to kind of document the series with Beryl. i i do um 
every time I've, I've actually she's kind of been put on the back burner now while I've been working on the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Phoenix will once the Phoenix is finished, it's going to get rolled out, and I'm, I'm going to roll her back in. Although mm-hmm. I roll my other project in that <laughs> that sat in the, the driveway. Um, I might start that one um, first. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll kind of figure out how that goes. But yeah, I plan to document everything I can with Beryl. Um, it's it's not necessarily for for other people to watch, but also for something that I can look back in years to come and say, that's you know that's been done that way. You know, like yeah, um, I've got a kind of start to finish journey, and, and it's like a, like a video diary type kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I um, I wish I would have stuck to it because it would have been kind of fun to see that. Um, you know, I kind of switched to Instagram and, you know, took pictures of everything I was doing and, um, posted them there. So it's kind of a little picture diary instead of a video, but, um, it would have been fun. I mean, there's been so many fun projects, but like, I can't, I look, look back at like some of the things that we did that were just like, (laughs) I can't imagine trying to film it. Like, uh, me and my wife, my wife helped me put in the rear subframe and like that kind of stuff. Like, I can't imagine trying to film all of that. And, um, you know, staying focused to try to get the job done. So it just doubles yeah. the time that it, a project takes. Lots of bleep, lots of bleeping and bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to monetize it. I <laughs> would have been <laughs> kicked off of YouTube. And there's many, many a time I've been working on the mini and I've had to phone my wife's brother, who's a mechanic and, uh-huh. and I'm standing like, oh, it'll take us 15 minutes and then. Two or three hours later, we're still at it. Like, uh, he, came, he came to give me a hand with the rear subframe when I fitted it to bears. Um, he came the last time we fitted the glass in the Phoenix, and it was like half past seven at night. I was like, it only takes us 15 minutes. <laughs> the there, dreaded last minute. words. Oh, no. My so wife sometimes long. asks me, how long are you going to be down there? I'm like, I, I don't even want to say. Should, <laughs> should it take 15 minutes? Yes. Will it take three days? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's uh, that's the joys of having the garage and stuff. Like you can, yeah. you can kind of down tools if it gets late, and you can kind of walk away from it and come back to. It, yeah, for sure. Yep, yep, hundred percent. What other projects? You said you got something else you got to roll in. What what else you have cooking? I got a um a nineteen eighty mini city. Oh okay. Which is completely stock in the sense. It's never been modified. Um, it's also never been welded. Um, wow. Which is kind of unusual and kind of rare in that sense, but it, you can tell it hasn't been welded because it's got no floor in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bad one. Um, a, a local guy um, had contacted, reached out to me and said, would you come out and have a look at my mini? Um, he'd seen what I'd done with bears and was like, would you like to, <clears throat> can you come out and have a look and, give me an idea on how much this might cost for me to do, me to fix. Right. Um, so we went out um, and cut a long story short. He didn't want to restore it after I told him how much it would probably cost. Um, and he's like, oh, I might just I might just move it on. I might just sell it. And uh, it's now on my drive. <laughs> <laughs> I might just uh, sell it. Well, I might just buy it. <laughs> No, I can always do with one more mini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm no judgment here. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, that's funny. Um, 
that one's actually going to be a, a that one's a project which I'm going to restore, document, and then sell. Uh, myself and my brother-in-law, um, I'm both going to split in the cost of that, and we both kind of want to work on it together. And um, it, it pretty much is kind of like the same amount of work that what Beryl is. Um, mm-hmm. Probably get like kind of the majority of the lower half replaced, um, both front end floor, boot floor, um, majority of those. Um, mm-hmm. I've been kind of stockpiling some bits that I'd kind of just, um, you know, you know what it's like if you if you get an option of a bargain and someone says oh, I've got these for sale down the right down the road, I'm like I need those for this project. So yeah, we've we've been stockpiling some bits, got some new doors and some bits and pieces for it. So but that will nice. probably end up, you know, the next one in the garage. I think. Sweet, looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I was looking. Um... <clears throat> on your Instagram the other day and you made the post of kind of like all your old minis and you had like a mini, uh, mini Marcos, I think it's called. And then, you know, a couple sport packs, some new minis and yeah, you've definitely ran the gamut in terms yeah. of, uh, that, that of was minis. a Marcus. Um, huh? that's not a Marcus. That's, oh, that's it's not, called, it's called a Kingfisher sprint. Oh, Again, I seem to find these weird and wonderful minis. That that was my my friend that I bought the the eight, the nineteen eighty shell off. That sat next to that car sat next to his mom and dad's house. Wow! Um, and again, it's a fiberglass based bodied car that was based on a mini gem. And a mini gem was a, about around about the same time as a mini Marcus, um, by Gem Marshall. Um, and the sprint was a, another variant of that where they had basically made it lower, longer, and they had changed the nose on it a touch. Um, and again, oh, I see now that I'm looking at like, um, I googled it and yeah, I definitely can see the difference now. Wow, that's super cool. Why'd you sell that one? <laughs> you're telling me, honestly, all of the cars I've, I've sold, I've, I've I've never intended to sell them. I've always bought them and thought, right, I'm going to finish these. And yeah. Whatever happens, financial constraints and stuff and moving house yeah. and things. It's always been, I need a deposit for this or, you know, I need to. And that's, that's, that's been my kind of my cash flow is having to get rid of minis for it, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. Man, it I'm looks doing. like the back kind of looks like, um, like a broad speed almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's wow. got a, a ducktail on the back of it. Yeah, a little ducktail. Dang, that thing's super cool. So cool. Um, there aren't very many of them left, actually. I think there's maybe like a handful, like five or six. You gotta of them. find that one again. Um, that one, I know where that is. Um, and actually, I don't think the person that's got it will ever sell it. In the sense, um, it's a French gentleman called Nicolas De, Nicolas Delorme. Uh huh. Um, he owns. I was gonna be blowing this guy up. <laughs> he owns a. He owns a restoration business in the south of France, um, and works on like MGB V8s, uh, minis. Uh-huh. Um, does some really, really, really cool, um, in, like historic racers and stuff like that. Um, like MGAs, um, really, really cool stuff. And he basically yeah. travels from. I think it was the south of France, all the way up to Edinburgh in Scotland to come and pick up the car, put it on a trailer, and then drove all the way back down to the south of France. Wow. That's dedication. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's a cool car. I um, I hope he uh, does it justice. It sounds like he, you know, has the means to. It's a very interesting. That I love the, you know, I never realized how many kind of kit kit minis there are. And um, like I said, just in the last few episodes, I've spoken to people that have had had or know or want and just brought them up to me. And I, you know, you don't see too many here. I, I've seen. I've seen the Marcos in person. Somebody has one here and it's really clean, super cool. Um, but pretty much none of these I've heard of, um, let alone seen. Um, very, very cool. This one's definitely on my radar. It's oh, interesting. I actually, when I first saw that, it looks almost like an old Datsun. Yeah, yeah. I had thought it was an old Datsun time before pitch, before buying it. The um, lights, I can't get a, like a great like tail view, but the lights kind of look like a old Mercedes lights, don't they? Yeah. I can't quite tell. I don't know. Interesting. Very cool. Everyone go look that one up if you know, if maybe I'm the only one that didn't know what it was, but it, I think that one's super cool. There's a, there's a guy um, who, who writes books about mini variants. Um, uh-huh. If you get a chance, um, you'll want to look him up. His name's. His name's Euron Euron Booge, um, and he basically make, he, he's his job is to to catalog um, mini variants. So he's got like an A to Z of um, all the different kits that were built um, based on minis. So he's like an aficionado when it comes to like um, how many of these kits are left. He's gone as far as to you know document. Um, who the current owners of like the Phoenixes are, and you know, like Mini Ogles and um, like Cox GTMs and things. He's got like a like a like a kind of catalog almost of all these different types of kits, and he's wrote wow. a couple of books. Like um, there's a, he's, he's he's wrote a couple of books. I've got one checking them out. Um, yeah, you have to send me the um, send me the the titles of those. I'd be interested in seeing that. It's really cool because. You don't necessarily, you know. I think, I think it's a credit to how the minis are produced and the way, the engineering behind it. When you think about it, it's it's two two subframes, one holding an engine, um, and obviously it holding two sets of wheels. So the body in the middle is 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 kind of like that's the bit that that, that people swap out is, right. You know that's why these kits are so popular because you've got two subframes and you're basically joining them, joining the subframes together in however way you want to, you know, and the weird and wonderful wacky kits that are that are out there that that um that are all so different. Yeah, it's quite easy, I guess, if you think about it. How light, like how much lighter or is if at all, is the you know, like your fiberglass body, like your your Phoenix, how, is it extra light? Is it kind Maybe, of about the same or weirdly enough it's about the same. Um, yeah. I think it weighs about six hundred kilos, but Although you say it's fiberglass, or I say it's fiberglass, the, the, the thickness of the fiberglass is extreme. Um, yeah, kind of has to be. Yeah. I feel like I was looking at that one time before um, fiberglass and, and carbon fiber shells, and it wasn't you know, that much lighter, um, especially like this one. It probably has to be pretty thick to, to support it. Yeah, like one of the noticeable differences I've noticed, even just with like taking the car apart for painting and stuff, is like the door pillar itself, you know, on a mini you've got maybe like I don't know five, six mil worth of a 
panel where the the, the bolts go through for the hinges. Mm-hmm. Um, on this, it's maybe say thirty mil thick, and you've got specific bolts that that are pocketed that go into the fiberglass. So there's there's obviously a lot more strength in in those areas that obviously have, have needed to be re- reinforced as such. Um, I think that's where all the weight comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, Nick, anything else you want the people to know before we jump into the Patty Probe? The Patty Probe. Um, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. We're just gonna, we just gonna try to to keep the the mini community alive. And like what you're saying is, I I, I commend you for this and doing the, the podcast the way you have. I I when I did find when I found your podcast, I kind of binge what binge listened to. Um, yeah. your all of the episodes I've, I've caught up um, with all of the, the episodes and, and it's really really cool it just really is I, I really I appreciate that man yeah I kind of started this as like a passion project to kind of pick up where the um, the other ones left off and um, you know I, I I love minis I my life has been um, mini obsessed for a long long time ever since I can remember and um, you know I just I just all things many, many events, old school, new, new school. I just like learning, talking to you guys, learning stuff like these variants. And, um, you know, I appreciate everyone that has listened and contributed. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of where we where we bring this thing, right? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm interested in this question, though, since you seem to know quite a bit and you've had to uh, had quite a bit of variants. What, what's your um, favorite mini variant? I'm going to be really controversial. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to say the saloon. Dun, dun, dun. Just, just the saloon. Just, you know, as it was as it was intended. <laughs> I, you know, I can't disagree with that. I mean, I think it just something about the saloon yep. is perfect. Yep. There's there's definitely like my when every time I think of this question, when I ask it, it's you know, maybe what's my second favorite because the saloon is always number one. Like what's the next best? Like <laughs> beat it. it's how it was designed. It's how it was made. And, you know, I, I think the sheer fact of that it's been around for such a long time and it's had such a following, it, it's that's it. It proves it. Yeah. You always look at something cool, you know, the, you know, club or the minivan or one of these kit cars and, but I always, anytime I see a Mark One Ninny, it's just, dang, it just looks so good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that. how many minis do you currently own? Um, I have five. Actually, you have five. five mini. That's that's yeah, that's that's hers, but it's ours. Yeah, right. What's uh, yours is mine, huh? <laughs> well, we we say that it's hers until I've got to work on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've been trying out this new question. I've gotten some, you know, decent answers outside of the Italian job and Mr. Bean, but uh, maybe you can add to it. Um, what's your favorite mini-related movie or TV show? Oh, it's got to be the classic Italian job. Yeah. Was, I actually, after listening to a couple of your podcasts, I, I want to, there's some that I haven't seen and I want to see. Um, like, is it is it Porky's or is it? Yeah. Um, Breakfast at Porky's. Or uh, like goodbye. Goodbye, Porky's. Good, yeah, goodbye something. Yeah. 
and I, I want to watch that. Um, I need to try and find out how to get that online and maybe watch it. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> the next uh, episode coming out uh, uh, tomorrow, I guess, um, Julie suggested Wild Target and Viva La Sport, I believe, were the names yeah. of those. Apparently, are, they're about... Maybe, I think she said they might be on um, on Netflix, so check those out, too. So. Yeah, I will, I will definitely be looking for those. Yeah. With us being uh, family, there's no excuse for robot to watch it. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. You've uh, you've kind of been dabbling in a lot of uh, mini restorations. So what's your uh, what's the most pain in the ass job you've done on the mini? I, I'm I was quite surprised at, at why nobody has mentioned this this particular thing. <laughs> it's got to be the clevis pin on the pedal box. Like, oh yeah! Oh, wow. Yeah. It's got to, yeah. Seriously. They don't. They they need somebody needs to make a tool that makes that easier because you have to be a contortionist lying on your back with your feet in the air trying yep. to get in to get the clever spin in the back. Just it's horrible, horrible, horrible job. Yeah, it's not the easiest for sure. <laughs> I remember. Um, I always take it as like a challenge when I've heard many jobs are pain in the ass and that one did not disappoint that one was very and i'm i'm not a very big guy i'm you know five six five seven and um but i was oh man i was laying on the seal and it was up in my rib cage and i couldn't get the light in there and i was had like needle nose plot oh man yeah that was rough yeah it's not it's not an easy one as for metal work i mean i think the biggest probably the biggest job was cutting the floor out um doing the full floor uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that it's like one of those ones where you you have to do a thousand cuts to pull all the floor out, but when it's yeah, it's, it's I feel like all the metal work. It, like I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's gonna be easy, and then it's just like a pain in the ass every single time. Yeah, yeah it's never. If you could have a drink, coffee, beer, tea with one mini celeb, who would it be? I think. I would probably have to say Isagonis. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to pick his brain as to you know where the where the sheer craziness came from him coming up with this little concept on a napkin in a bar, um, probably well half drunk. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to know where that came from. It's just like a moment of madness that is that has, you know, if he could look at look back and and if he could be alive now and look at how much that's made an impact. Yeah. Um. It would be. It, it, you just want to know where that came from. That moment of madness and the moment of genius. Yeah. That. I, that's a great one. I think about it sometimes, and I was actually just said something about it yesterday. You know, it's uh the Fourth of July here, um, our Independence Day in Southern California. Beautiful weather. Everyone's got their classic cars out, and they're so beautiful. Like the design of them were so great, and so many. It was like a time of innovation. And, um, you don't see that. I mean, yeah, there's innovation, but it's like people like they're trying to change the gear stick into buttons, you know, that, that doesn't seem very innovative to me, but something like Isagonis was, you know, let's flip the engine sideways. Let's push the wheels out here. Let's like make this small compact car, solve the problem. You could still fit a button. Like we talked about, you know, it was practical for the time. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. 
Um, that would be a good one for sure. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Nick, I appreciate you being on. Everyone, go follow him. Uh, Give me fuel garage Instagram and YouTube. I'll link the um the uh, I'll link the links i guess (laughs) i'll link the links in the show notes um but yeah go check out his build super cool love the color of the phoenix excited to see that one done and out on the road again um um, anything else you want the people to know just gonna say they'll probably force me to stop making content for youtube again (laughs) yeah yeah everyone go follow him on youtube and start hounding his comments that you want more uh you want more videos (laughs) All right, Michael, thank you very much. Nick, thank you, and I will catch you guys on the next one.